Okay, there Sam goes. Well, peeps, it's just you and me. It's, it's a little bit of an intimate affair, don't you think? Yeah, Sam is gone. Uh, all the parents are away, the kids play. Isn't that right? So I'm looking at a thing right now. It's like how kids judge the Halloween candy you give out. Like, what are some cool, like, some classifications for Halloween candy? There's, like, the cheapy McCheap face. There's, like, the dum-dums, the hubba bubble, like, bubblegum, uh, Smarties, chalk candy. Awful. If I'm, if I'm going to talk about candy that I hate, peeps, is I hate chalky candy. It's awful. Ugh. Like, Smarties, get away from me. Hate them. There's like the, uh, <laughs> there's the party poopers is where you get an apple, you get a toothbrush and toothpaste, you psycho, you get a banana and like a box of raisins, you suck. I do not want to be, I don't want to go to your house. I'm going to tell everybody don't go there. Or if you, or if you leave a bowl, if you leave a bowl out for Halloween and say, please take one, uh, come on. Come on, dude. Like, you know what's going to happen. You have to have some kind of foresight, like that some kid's going to take it all, dump it in his sack, and he's gone. He just had the biggest, best heist of his Halloween season. He said, fuck that house. I just took all their candy. And then they're going to turn the porch lights off, and then this house sucks. Um, so that's just a little bit of a rant. But then you have people like me. The old timers where they have bit of honeys and they have like those like black and like orange wrapped peanut butter ones. Ooh, those are so good. Werther's originals. Like those are my jam or like the, um, the strawberry ones. You know what I mean? Where, like the wrapping looks like, like, like a strawberry. Those are awesome. Those are fucking awesome. Oh my God. There's another classification called the psychopaths where it's like black licorice, candy corns, like the peppermints. I like those. Those are good. I mean, it's it's cheap candy, but it's good. And then bringing it home to the, to the legends, you get the big packs of M&Ms, full-size Snicker bar, king-size Reese's cups. Like you get like the the, the candy, like Hershey's bars. You get almonds in it. Like you are the king for a minute. And it's awesome. And you just have like a great time. Like what are your favorite Halloween candies? Like that's fucking awesome. Sam's coming back. I can I can hear her a little far away, but this is this is my little candy corner. Also, anyone who gives out uh, fortune cookies, you suck. That's not candy. You just went and got Chinese food, had way too many, and that's lazy. Shame on you. I want some I want some Skittles, some crunch bars, my man. A hundred grand would be better than that. Or what is it, the payday with the nuts? Those are good too, but like get those fortune cookies out of my face. Hi, Sam. You're back now. Hi. Fortune cookies for Christmas, for Christmas, Jesus, for Halloween? Yeah. Like I've just been, you've been gone and I've just been screaming into my microphone about <laughs> Canada. I did not talk about Salem at all. We should, but it's just, oh, I we will. My eyes glazed over and I just started screaming about candy. <laughs> I want candy. So before we get into this, I guess this is count as our, our commercial break. Um, Sam, what are some cool things to do in Salem? Because I did not. I The spirit of ah. Halloween possessed me and I just went off. Yes, yeah, some cool things to do in Salem. You should definitely, definitely, definitely do. 
if you are into food and if you like walking, you should definitely Ooh. check out Salem Food Tours. Oh my God, the food trucks. The food trucks are good, but Salem Food Tours is especially cool because it's a guided tour and um, by my uh, aunt, Karen Scalia. Ooh. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Mm. Oh, I, ran out of, I ran out of my drink. Uh, I ran out of my drink, and there's a little glass of wine that um, Caitlin was having last night. So I was like, I need to wet my whistle. So I took a sip of wine. Oh, it's terrible. Ah, yes. Oh, uh, uh, making my best stink face. It looks like I got possessed by a ghost. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Continue. We're talking about Salem Food Tours okay. and Julia. Yes, so Salem Food Tours is fantastic because you get a guided tour of Salem. They tell you about the history of not only like the witches, but also the spice trade, which is super interesting. And not a lot of people know about spice history in Salem. And also you get little treats along the way. You stop at some of the best restaurants in Salem and you get little niblets. It's fantastic. Totally check it out. Including restaurants such as Howling Wolf, Oh my god, god dear mm -hmm. Mexican food. Get the uh, get yep. the horchata. It's awesome. If they have it, if they have it, if they don't yes. for you. But ooh, mm -hmm. great. Fucking flying saucer pizza. The Odinson yes. is one of my favorites. Uh, Bit Bar, it's a barcade, and they have ooh, Sam, they have like these buffalo wings, but it's not like a wet sauce, it's like dry, it's like a rub that they put over it. Ooh, oh my god. Yum. It's awesome. And then uh, go on down to Yahoo and get a, a red velvet hot chocolate for your boy. Because that's my favorite mm. thing to get from mm. Yahoo. Ooh, it's awesome. What are some other cool things to do in Salem? Like attractions or stores? Ooh, I really love... Oh, what is it called? There's a few... Okay, I'm terrible. There's a few witchy stores on... Derby Street. Is it Derby? Yes. Like Crowhaven Corner. Yes. Yes. The the one that's like Harry Potter themed, but it's like not Why actually not? Harry Potter. Yes. That one's really cute. You can go you can go in and get wands that they make. They, they'll have some modeled after the uh, Harry Potter characters, but then they'll have their own original designs that they don't always stick around. Sometimes they don't do that design anymore. And it's sort of like, oh, you have your own little wand. Like, it's like unique to you. And it feels like it's real cool. Mm -hmm. you, can butter, you can get a butterbeer there too. Ooh, I yes. got a four pack of butterbeer. It's in my fridge right now. Swear to God. <gasps> Fantastic. Fantastic. It's waiting for me to get an icy. I wish I could run away and grab one right now. Oh my God. <laughs> you can if you want. I'll scream into the mic about candy. Yeah, no, no, Sam. Yeah, Sam, talk more about, uh, talk more about Salem things. Like if there's, you remember the list that I sent you? Yes. Yeah, yes, keep that. Then, yeah, and then tell the uh, tell the our, our glorious listeners about like about it because I put okay, just a little backstory before you get into it, and I go and grab my drink. Is that like uh, I love bringing some people to Salem and showing them stuff like my friends from like overseas and from different parts of the world, and I'm like, oh, if you ever go without me, like check these places out. And so I put a list together and I sent it to Sam. So Sam is gonna. Describe some cool shit for you right now. I'm going to go run away and grab my Beth. Yes. So here are some really fun witch stores if you are interested in witchiness, which I would hope you would be if you're going to Salem. So we have Coven's Cottage. We have Hex, which is Old World Witchery. 
Crowhaven Corner, as we said, which is on Derby Street. Omen, which is a psychic parlor and witchcraft emporium. Super cool. The Salem Witch Village. Die With Your Boots On, which is a clothing store. And Stardust. And then we have some more stores and attractions. As we said, Why Not's Wine wine Shop. No. Why Not's Wanda Shop. House of Seven Gables, which is super cool. Totally recommend. The Witch House, which I like a lot more than the Witch Museum. So, But the Witch House is really cool. It's actually like preserved and you walk through and it's super cool. Um, the Witch Trial Memorial and Charter Street Cemetery. Totally recommend going there and seeing the old stones with all of the witches' names on them and people leave flowers around the time when they were hung as like a, a remembrance, like an anniversary kind of thing. Um, and there's some cool facts about that stone wall, actually. It's like there's a part, it's kind of hard to explain, but there's there's a part of the wall that is broken off and on the other side of the walkway sort of thing. And the funny thing is that that part of the wall, actually, if you were to flip it, it would stick into the rest of the wall like a puzzle piece. Kind of hard to explain. But anyways, Jonathan is back with his butterbeer. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. What were we talking about? The wall? I only, I only get it halfway through. Like the, the, I forget what you called it. Like the wall, like the memorial wall with the names on it, the witch trial memorial and the Charter Street Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by um, Frankenstein's mansion. Um, that's yeah, the, the wax museum. The, the wax museum. Yeah, that's that's like right there. And yeah, it has like the names of like all the people um, from the Salem witch trials, and you know, people. A lot of people go and pay their respects. You probably already covered it, but yeah. So it's like it's it's really interesting. It's history. It's real. This stuff happened. So yeah, you can go and read like the ground where it has like a quote and stuff like that, and. It's yeah. it's really it's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that concludes our, our commercial break for the for the songs of Nightmare Before Christmas. Would you say? Yes, agreed. Oh yeah. So instruments representative of characters. I noticed that there's a lot of saxophone when it comes to Oogie Boogie. Like you said, like mostly jazz, like a lot of like strong jazz music. Yeah, like Oogie's song is completely jazz but every time you know they show oogie or or oogie's i guess shadow is represented there's so much saxophone but it's just so jazzy and i feel like that stands out because some of the other like i feel like sally has a lot of different instrumentation but there's also some saxophone in her songs and Mm -hmm. i feel like that is of different feel than the sax that's played for Oogie Boogie. Yes. Also in, in, in for Sally, there's a lot of like, there's like some, it's very light feeling. Like there's a lot of strings. Um, you noticed that there's accordion in it as well. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I noticed that there's a lot of flute. Like, yes. Like, especially in the song, uh, the, the score, uh, Dr. Finkelstein slash In the Forest. So for Sally, it's like strings, accordion, and flute. That gives it like, a, like an airy sort of sound. And then um, Dr. Frank, when he comes in, like when he's like, ah, oh, Sally, he's coming down the ramp. And uh, a lot of tuba, like a lot of like deep brass sound. Yeah. And then I also noticed for Jack, he has a lot of, I think it was clarinet. 
Yeah, I would agree. Derek played the clarinet, didn't he? He did, yeah. He still plays it. Actually, I was on FaceTime with him the other day, and he got repaired recently, and he, like, pulled it out. He happened to be playing it while I was on the phone with him. He's like, oh, that's cute. so Squidward. He played the Monsters, Inc. theme. No, it's okay. I like when you take a breath and then you went. I was like, oh my God. So Sam, what are your favorite songs in the movie? My top three. Number one, we have Sally's song. Number two is Jack's Lament. And number three is Kidnap Sandy Claus. The my number three was also Kidnap Sandy Claus. I want to ah. do it. Let's draw straws. I love. I love yes. it. It's so fun. Um, but my, so my number three was Kidnap Sandy Claus, working bottom to top. Uh, my number two was Oogie Boogie's song. I love oh, so doing Oogie Boogie's song. I love it. And then I, I was like, should that be my number one? And then I was like. I just like this. I like the intro song. This is Halloween. I like it too much. Mm-hmm. So, it is a very good one. Very boppy. Oh, super boppy. This is Halloween. Everybody so make a scene. Mm-hmm. Trick or treat when the neighbors go and die of fright. <laughs> so, I, I love that. So those were our favorites. Check them out. Listen to them. Love them. Appreciate them. But mm-hmm. we're going to be talking now about the tracks themselves and how we felt about them, what we thought about them. Yeah. So the Overture. The Overture is the song that's like playing in the beginning. Like it's very – it sorts with like almost like a Christmassy vibe. Like it's like the burger. Like it almost sounds like what what's this for a minute? So it's like the bombastic horns and like the Christmasy vibe, and then like super mm-hmm. quick it turns into like the um like the the Halloween, and then it goes into like the making Christmas tune. So it's like it goes from like oh Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie? No, it's spooky. Yeah, yeah. The transition <laughs> is super cool, and it's like subtle enough where like. You can tell that there's a transition, but it's not like in your face. You know? Oh yeah, it like it just glides right into it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the opening, which is track two. The tr- I okay, so I've watched the movie a hundred times. Like you know, I I know it inside and out. But like mm-hmm. for some reason, the opening, the, the 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 narrator, I had no idea that that was Patrick Stewart. Well, I didn't either. Sorry, that wasn't English. I didn't either. That was English. You know, you know Patrick Stewart. You know who he is, right? I think so. Um, Patrick Stewart. He is um, John Luke Picard. He's Professor X. He was on. Um, what else was he in? Well, those are, those are like his two biggest things: being Professor X and then being, you know, the the leader of a uh, of the Starship Enterprise. Mm. So. Oh, yeah. he's close personal friends with Ian McKellen, who is Gandalf. Ah. Oh yeah, but like I had no idea, and when I and when I looked at the the track, it said Patrick Stewart. So I was like, "There's no way." I listened to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's totally him!" <laughs> oh, he also does the um in the show American Dad. He plays uh, Stan's boss at the CIA. Oh, interesting. 
Yes, but as for the opening, I really like the storybook feeling of the opening. It's like, dwells the night before Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And, but it reminds me of Hocus Pocus, where, mm. you know how Hocus Pocus starts? Like, oh, a long time ago, and like the storybook opens to like to yeah. the tale as if it already happened. So like it, set, it, it sets this into motion, like this happened years ago. This happened long before our time. Like, right. we're, I'm, we're just telling you what happened. So I, I really liked it. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. But then we get into the, uh, the meat of, of the movie. My favorite song, uh, This Is Halloween. This is yes. Halloween. Everybody make this a scene. I, love, scene. I, lo- I like the, the oh, part with the- So good. The- they fly over with like the packages and everything. Mm-hmm. But I love really... how this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say uh, you really get like you get to see like a lot of the the citizens of Halloween Town. It's like a showcase for everybody. Yeah, it's so cute. Everybody has a different line. Like literally, I feel like almost every citizen of Halloween Town has a singing part in this scene. It's so cute. I love, I love doing the mayor's part. In this town, <laughs> we love it now. Everybody's <laughs> waiting for the next surprise. surprise. Yes. Oh my yes, God. and yeah. I love like the almost like marching band march style beat that it has. It has a very heavy emphasis on beats one and three, which I feel like just go in line with like stomping, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's yeah. like very boom, doo boom. It's very yeah. I don't know. It, it it I feel like it sort of gives Halloweeny vibes. Yeah, and like even like it, like playing on that like the where it, where it hits is when they go like this is Halloween. This, like right when it does like the this, like it hits like the Yeah, this that's is when Halloween. it hits. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so nice. And then um at the end where like Jack is like rising out of the fountain where they're going la 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 Halloween Halloween and then like it's like the two it's like split into like two parts it's like there's like the high and then there's the low like the, this is Halloween is like the high part and then like the, la, 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 like underneath it so it's like I think that's so cool and it's like very it's super dramatic yeah um, the vocal layering in this song is really well done Oh, it's so it's so fun. Um, from the from the from the website TV Tropes, um, they say uh, it was strange to hear the line in this town we call home. Everyone hails to the pumpkin song. Everyone hails to the pumpkin song, and then have a villain like Oogie Boogie. Then it hits you. Oogie Boogie doesn't live in Halloween Town, or he lives outside of the town itself. Therefore, he doesn't have to listen to Jack, and he can do whatever he wants. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, Boogie's boys specifically leave town to go to like their their clubhouse shack that is on top of where Oogie Boogie lives. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Oogie Boogie does whatever the fuck he wants because he's like, mm, "You're no matter of mine, Bone Man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I I just I love the song. It sets the tone, super dark and sinister, and like super cool. Mm-hmm. Then leading into Jack's Lament, you had a lot to say about this one. Yeah, this song just puts me in my feels. I feel like the way that this song in particular, but also the film as a whole, portrays Jack's mental health, it's actually really good. 
especially for this time period. Well, I should clarify. His mental health in the movie isn't good. But the way that they portray his yeah. negative emotions is very good, especially for the time period of, you know, the movie, which came out in 93, I believe. Yeah, early so, 90s. Yeah. So in Jack's Lament, he's clearly in distress during the song. You can see it in his body language. You can see it in even I feel like in Zero's body language as he kind of like trails around him. Mm-hmm. And the vibe of the instrumentation and the slow tempo, it, you can just tell that his mood isn't good. He also states it outright where there's a line where he says, and I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old same thing. Old thing. Yeah. Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones. This was my second favorite uh, song. Oh, yeah. And I, well, like, I'm with that, like, I totally agree. Like, he knows that he should be happy and he should be confident, but he feels trapped in, like, what he's doing. He's like, you know, it, he calls out for something unknown. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what it is, but he wants mm-hmm. it. He wants something yeah. different. Like, yeah, like, there's an empty place in my bones that calls out for something unknown. The fame and praise come year after year does nothing for these empty tears. Like, it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. And throughout the song, he's talking about his exploits, where he's like, I'm a master of fright and a demon of light, and I'll scare you right out of your pants. And, like, yeah. all the people that he's scared before. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, poor Jack. That's a different song. That's a different track. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> True. <laughs> Then it leads into Dr. Finkelstein uh, slash In the Forest, the score. Uh, it utilizes very heavily uh, Sally's song, Lightly on the Flute, like as, as we said earlier. And when Finkelstein comes on screen, like how it has like the, the tuba and the bassoon, it kind of reminds me of Hollow the Mountain King. You know the song? Mm-hmm. We used to play that in band. Yeah, like it's just mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, I, like right when it it starts, I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah, mm-hmm. super cool. I also so you know, Doctor Finkelstein is when he's in when we're looking at Sally and Sally's like leaving and everything like that. And then in the forest, this is where Jack is going to see the trees, and so. I like the transition as he's like start like trudging through the forest and it like it sort of hints to like what's this like very lightly and then it transitions super smoothly like into track six like what's this like it literally if you weren't looking at the songs change from five to six you wouldn't even know they're different songs right it is yeah it's like the minute he falls through the tree spoiler Uh-oh. alert yeah. He the minute he falls through the tree, it's like the the pace of the song, the tempo, like picks up a little bit. The jingle bells come in, and then it's like the beginning of what's this? Yeah, yeah. Like we went from like this is Halloween, which is sinister. Jack's lament, which is like very sad. Like Finkelstein and in the forest, which is like very like light and airy and still sad. But then like. This. It's a completely different type of song because you're in a completely different world than the rest of the right. movie. And so like the music reflects that. It's like it's like very light. It has like more like Christmassy sort of like like tones and instruments. Like it's it's so uplifting. And you can like literally see the stars in Jack's eye sockets. Like because I think like yeah. 
what is it like? Uh, he, I saw kids. Uh, yeah, I just say his eyes. There's nothing there. It's just it's yeah, empty. It is. But like, like, big he, like, yeah, he has like snowflakes in there at one point. So mm-hmm. it's like, but he's you're going through the journey like with him, and like I think it's really funny. Like, it's like a couple of times where it's like the you think the music is gonna like stop and lull, and then very suddenly it's following Jack's like mental processes where he's like oh like the, these there's no monsters under the bed and like they're, there's they're dreaming of cakes and pies everywhere oh yeah. what's this and then it keeps going like it's just like boom boom and then he's like on to the next thing he's just running yeah. running running he wants, he wants to know everything yeah definitely totally totally changes the tone of the song um track seven the town meeting song i really really liked it it is you know Jack versus the citizens of Halloween Town in a way. So it's yeah. like, and the different instruments that are used are Christmas versus Halloween, sinister and dark versus light and happy. So it's like when Jack is explaining Christmas versus how the citizens of Halloween Town like try to understand it. Yeah. So we, we, we already talked about it a little bit, but like it's... It's it's a good one. Yeah. Super fun. Uh the Jack and Sally montage. I don't remember this one very well. It's it follows the same tune as uh Jack's obsession. Um in, okay. in a way. There's a lot of like there's a lot of like twinkling and like lighter like chimes almost. Like it's like very this is another one of like the happy songs in in this um it transitions like it's between jack and sally montage it's them sort of like going back and forth i'm pretty sure in the movie Mm. like it's like it's like showing sally like seeing him from afar and like thinking about him and like when she i think it's when she brings him yeah when she brings him the like the bottle you know what i mean oh yeah when he's working in his tower or whatever yeah, exactly. Like he uncorks it, and like the butterfly thing flies oh, out. Oh yeah! Like she's like she's like looking up at him, and then he he, he turns around, looks back, and she's gone. Mm. So it's it's sort of like their feelings like competing with each other. Like it's like Sally's song, "What's This?" Jack's lament, like all blending into one. Right. Mm. Yeah, and that and that plays directly into. Jack's uh, Jack's obsession. What what did you think of that one? I love the song. It's did I put this in my top three? Did you? No, I no. didn't. This no. is probably it's my just... this is probably my fourth. Honestly, probably my fourth favorite one. Ooh, I think four. the song. Yeah, this song is just. I love how different, like the time signature, changes, or how many times the time signature changes. It starts mm-hmm. off at three in three when it's like something's up with Jack, something's up with Jack, and it's 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 literally it opens with the the metronome. Yes, it's very like staccato, like it's yes. very it hits, and then when Jack's part is actually in seven four, which I had to look up because I could not figure out what time signature it was. But I have a I have a cool point that I just thought of that I need to Ooh. that I need to okay. So it's kind Still. of like okay. You, have you watched Encanto? No. Fuck Sam, come on! I know. I'm sorry. That's on my list of things to watch. It's a Lin Manuel Miranda. 
I know. It's going to be so good. So it's obviously it's a Disney movie. It's, you know, it's, it has a musical. And so um, everyone sings, including Mirabelle, the main character. And everyone in the movie is, is on a certain time signature. Like it's like very, is that what it's called? The time signature or like, how would you like a uh-huh. certain pace? Yeah. yeah. So everyone goes, everyone's at a certain time. But then the way that when Mirabelle sings or she's in a song, her time signature is different. Like her timing is oh. different, showing that she's out of sync with the rest of the family and that she's an outsider and that she almost in a way does not belong. So I feel like that could also be translated to Jack with him being in a completely separate time as the rest of Halloween Town, showing how like discordant he is in the community. Yeah. Like he's not himself. He's not feeling like himself and he wants something different. So he is just out of step with the rest of Halloween town. He is out. He's literally out of time with the rest of Halloween town. That's such an interesting point. And I would not have thought of that, but now that you've said it, I completely agree. And it's like, it's interesting too because it's not like the melodic line stays the same between like the something's up with Jack, something's up with Jack, Jack, and the when he goes like like it's the same, it's the same key, it's the same, but it's just his the timing is a little bit different. So it's interesting that they're sort of playing into that. And then the song goes to 4-4, four, four, and then it goes back to 7-4. But So it, it jumps around a lot, but I just love the song. It's so good. It's, it's, so, it's so measured, and it's so precise, kind of like how... This is definitely my number four, too, if it's, if it's not in mine. It's very measured, kind of like how Jack is trying to figure out Christmas. He's like, he's measuring everything. Like he's, he's literally like doing science experiments rather than just getting the feeling for it. So like the song is precise. Jack is being a scientist. Mm-hmm. Not like yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jack Skellington. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. You, you peel the skin off of your face and you're like, it is me this whole time. Like, ah, yes. <laughs> exactly. So great, great song. Um, mm-hmm. Followed soon after by, Kidnap the Sandy Claus because, right, Jack's obsession, kidnap the yep. Sandy Claus. Yeah, because they had the town meeting and their their task, the, the, the terrible trio was tasked with going and getting and getting Sandy Claus um, for Jack. So, you know, what do they do? They're, they're marching off in their claw foot tub. Uh, claw mm-hmm. foot tub. Yeah, sorry. Their claw foot tub. <laughs> Um, it happens before the town meeting because at the town meeting they're they're trying to no 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 it is the, it's after the town meeting because they go and get it then they have then that's when they come back and Jack is like ooh Sally design my suit yeah it's like when he is assigning all the different roles to the people of Halloween Town and then they come back with the Easter Bunny yeah yes okay yeah. so go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, we both love this song. This is our number three. Yes. It's so good. It's so fun. I love Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I think the trio is just, like, the dynamic is so good. 
like all their voices fit so well together and also like i feel like their voices are a little bit like like Catherine o'hara's voice she does like the witch i forget which one it is oh shock, shock. yes it, she has like a very like nasally voice it's but so i feel high. like it's so high it's so nasally but it fits so well with the two boys voices and i think uh-huh. it, it almost adds like a little bit of like sinister because because shock is a witch or her she's her mask makes her look like a witch i don't know if she's actually a witch but no her but, her, say, her mask just looks like her face yeah it's probably the hat yeah it's the hat that makes her seem like a witch but i feel like that that sort of high-pitched nasally voice gives her mm-hmm. an extra witchiness i also love the t- the bathtub so fun oh yeah 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 so it's like i they're planning to to take over christmas with oogie boogie and i like how in the song is that like you're literally like seeing their thoughts like oh how are we going to capture sandy claus let's uh let's stick him in a boiling pot and butter him up because he's obviously a lobster no let's take a cannon and aim it at his door and then knock three times when he answers sandy claus will be no more and then shock his life don't do that it will blow him to smithereens and we'll lose pieces stupid and they're like literally like (laughs) beating the shit out of each other through the song. I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, and then the key change. Oh, so the, good. That key change, like that kidnap the And then kidnap the Sandy Claus. It's like, uh, yeah. and then at the end where they like throw away the key and then they're like, ah, at the end. Mm-hmm. I also love the so. part where it goes, it's the boogie boogie, man. I'll take the whole thing over then. Yeah, that little like da, 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 da. when the tub there's a part where they're in the tub and the tub starts walking and he's like walking to that like da, 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 and it's so oh, yeah, cute. Like, I don't know why I love the tub. It's like it's a kind of like triumphant like the, yeah like the tub is his own character like like da, 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 like they're marching along. Yeah, they're, he, they're like marching heroes. to go get Sandy. Yeah. Uh, oh, but also uh, there's a theory on Lock, Shock, and Barrel that they are undead. Did you know this theory? I did not know this. So if you look at the designs of Lock, Shock, and Barrel, they have very distinct looks. Obviously, they are a witch, a skeleton, and a devil because they are trick-or-treaters. But if you look at their faces, they are thought to be undead because Lock is a is the, the devil. He has white skin and blue lips, um, alluding to him being frozen. Oh. Uh, Shock was electrocuted. Because like she's green, so she's she's dead. But like her hair, and is like all mm-hmm. stringy and like cracked out, kind of like a uh, kind of like a Tom and Jerry character sticking at like a fork in an outlet. Uh-huh. And then and then Beryl, Beryl is like white and purple, and so alluding to him being drowned. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so bad things happen to the terrible trio. Maybe maybe Locke was locked out in the cold. Shock was electrocuted. And Beryl, I don't know, maybe he went down a waterfall in, in a barrel. Yeah. I don't know. But I just thought that was cool. Well, yeah. Uh, and coming up on track 11, making Christmas, making Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this one has a lot of flutes and clarinets. So when they show Christmas Town, it has a lot of flutes, a lot of clarinets. It's got the jingly bells. 
while Halloween Town, when they do the making Christmas, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like dark brass, bassy instruments, and it sort of has like that that like March feel, sort of like um, this Halloween has. Yeah, in parts, they're kind of like an assembly line. You know what I mean? Where they're like, yes, you know, like, like making the toys, like yeah, making the toys, putting the toys in the box, wrapping it up, and then you know you have the Harlequin demon like making crazy hats out of dead animals and like yeah it's very like sinister but then you have like the bomb 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 like underneath that's like very mm-hmm. oh, it's it gives me goosebumps because it's to think of i i like it. i like making christmas a lot christmas town lots of yeah. flutes and bells halloween town brass brassy instruments the switching back and forth it is awesome uh yes, then coming into agreed. track 12 uh, nabbed like the boom, 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 boom. Uh, that's when I'm pretty sure. Is that isn't that when they're taking Santa Claus like back to the uh, from from the town meeting? No, no, no. That's when they're at the town meeting, and um, you'll hear like the "What's this?" over the clarinet, and then that's when Sally's yeah. like, "Oh, this feels wrong," and he's like, "Not my Christmas." And then they bring uh, they bring Santa Claus to Oogie Boogie, like on the way. They're like, "He's too big," and then they shove him through the fucking the whole oh, yeah. house. Yes, it is, it is a great score. These ones, the scores, you can listen. You can just listen to them by yourself. You can put them over, like you know, if you have a haunted house or something, it would match. It would match. Yeah. Perfectly. Uh, coming into Oogie Boogie's song. Oogie Boogie. Oh my God. Ken Page. His like, his range in the song, it is, it goes so fucking hard. Like there's that one part where he's like, whoa, the sounds are real. And then like that, whoa, where it's like, it's, he just like hits a peak where it's like, he has, oh, such, yeah. he has such a powerful voice because I'm pretty sure other than Danny Elfman, the other singers were not professional singers. Like, and Danny Elfman says it is that like Ken Page is a professional. Like, and he hasn't had to work with someone like that, you know, if for something like this before. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he, he says, uh, Ken was so fantastic. I'd never worked with a real pro before. I'm used to working with people who do this and do that and do other things. And Catherine is not a professional singer. And Paul is not a professional singer. And here suddenly is Ken Page. And he's like, he still likes working with both Catherine and, and Paul. But he's like, but Ken comes in and he's like, wow, this guy really goes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. The song goes so hard. His voice is fantastic. And as we mentioned before, like, Oogie and the song as a whole is just super jazz heavy. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. The saxophone, the Oh, and he's so good. He's like being backed up by like the bats and like the skeletons that are around that are singing him. And he'd be like, whoa. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, they're like playing off of him. I love that part. Yeah, and oh, then uh, so good. I also like how like, uh, just like, it's Oogie Boogie is playful, but he's also sinister, and how that plays yeah. off of Ed Ivory's Santa Claus, where he's like, "Release me faster! You will have to answer for this anus act." And then Oogie Boogie's like, "You don't, you don't understand where you are right now, do you? You're not, you're yeah. not leaving." So, 
I, I, I just like the fact that it's like, yeah, he's silly. He's kind of boopy. He's singing real passionately, but you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, watch out. Yeah, watch. And Oogie Boogie is green. He solidifies the fact that Disney villains are green. Uh-huh. Yeah, like Scar. Scar Scar did the thing where, you know, he was highlighted in green. Ursula, when she was doing her spells and shit, she was wreathed in green. Disney villains are green. Green is a bad color. Mm. Mm. I but like tr- green, though. I mean, yeah, greens. I think green's my number two. I like red, I like green, and then I like orange. Ah, all good colors. All good colors. Track 14, your favorite. My favorite, Miss Sally and her song. Mm. Oh my God, she loves him. She loves him. She She loves loves him. him. And like, she loves him. She wants the best for him. Like, they're, they're simply meant to be. Come on, man. What what mm-hmm. what he means to her? Uh, oh, I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics in the song. What will become of my dear friend? Where will his actions lead us? Where will his actions and lead us then? And will we ever end up together? No, I think not. It's never to become, for I am not the one. For I am not the one. Ah. Oh, so sad. I like what you put that she isn't a stalker. Right. She's not she's not just like hiding behind corners or like peering at him. Like it it's alluded like she's just like a friend with a crush. Um like when Sally and Jack talk, they talk on like a, you know, on equal levels. Like she's like I well, even, even though Jack is like blinded by his like enthusiasm, she's like this feels wrong to me. Like this is going to go badly. And he's like no, like, right. he, I she and he and he even says where um like when he asked her to sew his Santa suit, he's like, I don't think I can, I don't think anyone else can do this. I trust you. You, I know you can do it. And then she's like, okay, I'll still do it. Yeah. Mm. Like she cares about him, even though she knows that something is going to go wrong. She, you know, she hopes wants she's to wrong. Play into his fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. She really hopes that she's wrong. And then I included this for you is that, cause I, I, I think you read books. Is that there's a, uh, I a do. Book, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Long live the Pumpkin Queen. It came out in 2022. A uh, a sequel novel written by Shay Earnshaw that is told that is told by Sally's point of view. That's so fun. I'm gonna have to read that. Put that mm, on my TBR. It has her right on the cover. Aww. Oh yeah. So. Um, when Jack is like doing his thing and he is um, like flying over the city, like delivering presents, kind of like how I was like, oh, it plays the lament. Uh, what's this? And back to the lament again. This is the this is the Christmas Eve montage, like you know where he's like going in and out of the uh, he's like going in and out of the, the houses, giving bad presents and stuff like that. So it is, it's, 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 it's a good one. It's like very like tense and stressful and like, it's like very quick. It has the, um, the choir in it. That's like, like, as he's like avoiding being shot down by the fucking government. Mm hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's yeah. This, this score is just 
or this montage oh well i guess it is a score but this montage is super christmasy but yeah so it's like very very christmasy but it has like the sinister like elements underneath because jack wants this to go well and he wants uh christmas you know the christmas to be his but it is just not working out for him and his vision is just not happening um right and that immediately leads into poor jack Poor Jack. And poor Jack. Similar tune to his lament, um, you know, the reprise where he's like, he's feeling down on himself where he's like, oh, I wanted Christmas to be amazing and fantastic. And, oh, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. And and then that's where, you know, you get into the, well, what the heck? I did my best. But it's, mm-hmm. more, it's more than that. It's, it's realization. Like in the beginning where he says, what have I done? How can I be so blind? All is lost, spoiled all. Um, later in the song, he says, I never intended all this madness, but no one really understood. I wanted to bring some, them something great, but it didn't, and never turns out like, like how it should. But um, then affirmation, yeah. for the first time in forever, I felt like my, uh, since I don't remember, I felt just like my old bony self again. Yeah. I like how he still has like some, you know, like a positive attitude, even though he, it didn't go well. Like, well, what the heck? I did my best. Yeah. It's like he, he feels like he was really on, uh, he touched the sky and he really tasted something swell. Like, like he says, like, it's like really, he'll, he'll, uh, he's going to give it all his might. And that's exactly like what he'll do. Yeah. But then at the end, he's like, uh-oh, I hope there's still time to set things right. Sandy Claus. And then he runs away to go to go help Santa Claus. Because it's, again, he was, like, blinded by his, his passion. And he's like, I have to fix this. I messed up really badly. And we're going to make this good again. And he and all, all he wanted was to give people the Christmas that they wanted and that they deserved. And he comes to the realization that Santa can do that. So then it leads right into the store, uh, to the score, to the rescue. And then that's where he dives. uh, He dives into the bowels of Oogie Boogie's lair. He does. And just, you know, rips, rips uh, Oogie Boogie a new new butthole. And it follows a lot of... um, (laughs) It follows a lot of the same tunes as uh, Making Christmas and Oogie Boogie's song itself. And I think that's really interesting is because Making Christmas, that's what they were doing when they were like trying to ter- make They accidentally made it a Halloween Christmas. So Making Christmas is in contrast. They're trying to fix it. Exactly. Yeah. It turns into fixing Christmas to get, you know, to get Santa out of that situation. Right. Oh, the melodic line of what's this? Also, I put that in the notes. Very good. The the finale and reprise. What did you think of that? That's where like Jack is coming back into the town where they're like, Jack's okay, he's all right. Mm-hmm. And then and then, it, yes. and then and then it starts snowing where they're like, What's this? I haven't got a clue. It's something completely new. I love it. I love how they 
incorporate like little bits of every song i mean i feel like they do that a lot throughout the film but this one is yeah. literally like a montage it's, of exactly. all the songs it's just saturated with everything but sam it comes to your favorite one of your favorite parts is where jack and sally meet on the hill and then we and yeah i i love the way that that opens where he goes my dearest friend if you don't mind i'd like to join you by your side i like that oh it's so cute uh, i literally love it i like it because like in a way it's sort of like it's sort of like he's testing the waters because she was right first of all and he sees the error of his ways but like he's he's finding that he also cares about her too and so he's like testing it out he's like my dearest friend and then you know they're like now and forever we're meant we're simply meant to be and it's like i'm getting goosebumps Aww. right now like dead ass right yeah. now oh my god it's so sweet. also something else that i if that if i remember correctly at the very end when they sing when they sing that line um we're simply meant to be yeah. It's normally it's it's minor, like we're simply meant to be. But then in this one, it's we're simply meant to be. They make it major. Oh, because it's, it's like resolved. A happy little ending. Oh, yes! ah, I'm getting yeah. music theory. I'm getting it. Yeah, that's, that's I could so just be totally cool. making that up, but I'm pretty sure. No, no, I mean that sounds right to me. Yeah. Oh, so it was discordant, but now it is major and resolved. I like that. Oh, yeah, it goes from a little, a little sad, little minor to a happy little major. Oh, uh, I like that. And then uh, in the uh, in the closing, um, it says it's narrated by Danny Elfman. But it's sort of like the closing of the tale, like how the book opens with Patrick Stewart. It's another, it's another like, like a little thing tacked on at the end, like right. And it feels more real because in some ways, like you know, some of the lines where it's like, so many years later, I thought I'd drop in, and there was old Jack still looking quite thin, uh, and then it says with four or five skeleton children at hand playing strange little tunes in their xylophone band. So I'm like, ooh, are those his children? Aww. Did he have Skeleton Baby? I think he did. I think he did. I think baby he boned. Skeleton? Oh, yes. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's so sweet because he's like, do you remember that night when, the, when this happened? Um, now think carefully, Jack. Like, knowing what you know, would you would you do it all, the whole thing over again? knowing what you know now, knowing what you knew then. And then he smiled and turned and asked softly, wouldn't you? So it's like, mm. it's such like a, it's like a warm blanket right at the end. It's like a very mm-hmm. soft and sweet wrap up to the tale. It's just absolutely perfect. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And then, you know, the end title, it's, 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 it's the big mashup of all the songs. It doesn't have any lyrics. It's another score, but mm-hmm. it's- But it's brilliant. It's nice. It starts out with like the light strings and it gets more bombastic. It is, mm-hmm. it is just, it's very relaxing too, I think. Yeah, agreed. Oh yeah, we didn't get into it earlier, but Sam, some of your favorite lines from the movie. <laughs> 
My my one of my favorite lines is um the vampire trio that goes snakes and mice wrapped up so nice. With spider We mentioned this earlier. Not really a line, but the part where Jack's bringing the presents around Christmas Town, and it's like cutting to all like the toys like chasing like yeah, all the kids or whatever. Screaming his head off. Yeah, there's that one kid who's like standing there screaming with his arms <laughs> up, and this, there's like a giant snake like eating the Christmas tree. Love that part. Oh. I also like a uh, nice work, Bone Daddy. Wait, who says that? <laughs> Um, one of the guys in the band nice after um, after the opening when yeah. when Jack's feeling like a sad boy he walks by the band and they're playing Sally's song and he goes nice work bone daddy oh okay <laughs> I know what you're talking about I like the uh, I like yeah. the lines where it's like it's in um, it's in the kidnap Sandy Claus where like uh, Locke and Shock are arguing where she's like shut up and he's like make me oh <laughs> yeah like, that's a good one I like that. Also, the uh, when Jack comes to save Santa Claus, where he's like, Jack, they said you were dead. You must be double dead. And he tries to kill him. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And then your, your little last guy. Oh, yeah. And since I am dead, I can take Take off off my head. To recite Shakespearean quotations. <laughs> Great. And then uh, the, the, the fun facts, uh, just, to, just to put a little sweet treat, like a little Hershey kiss right on the top of this movie. Uh, Sally's an alchemist. Sally's straight up an alchemist. Oh, yeah. Like, like the bottle she's that she's mixing bring- things over here. Yeah, yeah, potions and oaks and potions and potions. Like she's she lives in Dr. Finkelstein's like laboratory like of course you would pick something up so like with her her the bottle that she brings jack with like the butterfly flies out um her deadly mm-hmm. shade and frog's breath nothing's more suspicious than frog's breath than frog's breath i thought you liked fog's breath <laughs> she's so sweet um i'm not mm-hmm. hungry oops i love her um, and oh, then the, she's my favorite. And then the fog juice that she puts in the fountain, like she's 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 alchemist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, the what is it like the the Halloween Town versions of the Christmas songs, like Jingle Bell and Santa Claus? I didn't even notice, but kind of like how you said, we're like the major to minor. Like I mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's it seems to me like the Halloween Town version of the Christmas songs, the Christmas songs are all in a minor key. Or they sound a lot more a lot more sinister, a lot more minor than yeah. like your typical like, like and it's like all like insane sounding. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Um and yeah. then uh, again, with the terrible trio, I, I love them. They're, I have their masks up on the wall over here. Um, I love it. When they bring um, the Easter bunny and they're like, it isn't? They like, and Jack says, uh, bring him home. The tub immediately starts moving, like as if it listens to Jack before it listens to the terrible trio. So like he gave mm-hmm. them an order, bring him home. And then it starts moving to bring him home. I like that. I love that tub. 
I love that. Too. Yeah, I didn't even you you like characterized the tub. You made the tub his own character. I love yeah. the tub. Oh, I love the tub. The tub's a new character. I want to see a Wikipedia page yeah. of the of the uh, of the tub in, in the Nightmare Report Christmas wiki. Yeah, he, he deserves it. But that is all for us today. This was a long, this is a long, hefty episode. Yeah. I, I think that. Oh my God! Sorry, there. <laughs> no, yeah, like, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're at like two sixteen right now. Oh no! I was gonna say I just looked it up. There's a f- there is a fucking wiki, a Disney wiki for the bathtub. No, there isn't. Yeah. Link that to me right now. Holy shit! That's <laughs> awesome. It has it. Someone was someone listening. CIA agent that's in my computer. Did you do this? The tub gets his <laughs> own thing. That's all. I love that. But yeah, I yeah, we're this is a this is a long ass episode. Longest we've done so far. Do you guys like it? Yeah. Oh yeah, stick through the whole thing. If you if you skip to the end like a big like a big Halloween town poser, go back, go yep. listen to it. I yelled about candy for like ten minutes. That was fun. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. I want I can't wait to listen to to you screaming about candy. I know. And I was like, oh, Sam's coming back. Better get this in while I can. And then I was like, Smarties. Blech. <laughs> I put my headphones on just as you were going, payday. <laughs> yeah, like a payday. <laughs> for nice. 100 grand. <laughs> I love 100 grand. Anyways. I like, I like them too. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you so much. We had a great time. And uh, hopefully you had as great of a time as we did. And, uh, but. This isn't the only place that you can find us on this delightful little show of ours. Sam, where else could our listeners tune into us? You can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast. And also Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, now X at Beso Profundo underscore. But there are many other platforms that you can find us indeed anywhere podcasts are found, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So hopefully you'll come give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Yeah, and a little fun, little fun thing. Fun. The week that this episode is coming out, which should be the week of October 9th through 14th, yes. there will be a short snippet about Beso Profundo in the monthly newsletter for Podcastle, which is actually the platform that we use to record our episodes. Yeah. So make sure you follow us on our social medias because we will be posting about where you can find that newsletter, where you can read about how Jonathan and I started Base of Profundo and what we love about it and why we chose music as our topic and all that jazz. And also, if you want to start your own podcast, totally check out Podcastle. They're really great. We use them all the time. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our main platform, Podcastle, they have a really good uh, recording studio, editing software. It's an RSS feed all wrapped up into one. So it is a one-stop shop for all of your podcasting needs. Other formats, technologies, softwares need not apply. Yes. But so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Check it, check it out. Leave us five stars. Tell us what you think. And we would love to hear from you. But unfortunately, we will have to kick you out of this quaint, quiet little dungeon that we have found ourselves mm-hmm. in. Go home. 
watch some Halloween movies, eat some candy, and we will see you back here next week. Yes, see you. Later. Goodbye, friends. And Bye. Bye. Adieu.